0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is July. The 13th, 2019, strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction. Avoid mediocrity, people. Okay, remember, we don't talk that much about Bitcoin on the Beyond Bitcoin show. I might bring up some cryptocurrency stuff. If you have questions pertaining to the show or maybe even cryptocurrency, Bitcoin-related questions, type in Bitcoin Meister in the chat. I will uh, answer them. Of course, check out all the links below. And you've got to check out Friday's show, This Week in Bitcoin. Uh, The great Giacomo Zucco was on. I only needed one guest. One man, Giacomo Zucco equals three guests. Okay. It was a legendary show. Check it out. TechBalt.com. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And of course, check out those archives where you can see all of This Week in Bitcoin shows. All the Beyond Bitcoin shows, every show I do every day of the week, I have a lot of them, over 1,350, DisruptMeister.com. Let's start out with Yaron Brook, who I like a lot. Uh, he's a follower of Ayn Rand. And sometimes I don't agree with the guy on everything, but he's got a video. It's pretty short. I think it's his greatest, one of his greatest so far. It's very positive. I let, He can have a very positive attitude so, sometimes, so it's linked to below. And he talks about the robots are coming and, th- and that's a good thing. How are you going to prepare for the robots for the automation in society? You, we already know this is on the horizon. Okay. You can sit here and you can complain and complain and can say, it's a bad thing, or you can position yourself. You can learn new skills. You can reinvent yourself and be ready for this revolution and be ready to live comfortably when it happens because the robots are here to make things easier for us, okay? It will make life easier. We're, we're in a time of incredible technology. We're going to talk about the four-day work week in a second. But the robots are coming. Yeah, don't be afraid. Prepare, prepare. Be positive. Innovation is a great thing. You can of the future. You, you can do it. Don't rely on others to solve your problem. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. So uh, just take some initiative. And you you will be in great shape for the future economy. Uh, and I mean, and if you wait around for the government to solve your problems, you're going to be into bigger and bigger problems. Trust me. Uh, and he talks about Jeff Bezos, who you know people love to hate. That dude is trying to send people to to different to the moon, to different planets, to whatever. He is in motion. Yaron Brooks said, you know, some billionaires just they promise just to give away all their money. He is not giving it away, he is spending it. Well, he's, he's being forced to give away half of it, isn't he? Because of his ex wife, pound that like button. But he did make that one mistake. But he is spending his money, okay, on aiming for tremendous, tremendous accomplishments. That people are saying, Oh, it's impossible to do that, it's impossible to go to Mars, it's impossible. To, uh, space uh, agency, private space company, and he's proving them wrong. And that is an admirable quality. Someone who wants to go where everyone says can be done and use their own money for it. Okay. Use their wealth, their knowledge and their skills to change this world in incredible ways and to bring the future that much closer to the present. So, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what initiative can create. So have initiative uh and rely on yourself. Reli- he relies on himself. You can rely on yourself also. Um, and I know Yaron Brook believes that people uh, people can pr- produce all sorts of things if they all sorts of great accomplishments if they rely on their self and their knowledge and their being rational, not getting emotional. And he goes into that into the video. So it's a very inspiring video. Check it out. Sometimes Iran can be negative um because he gets I think he gets too into government policy sometimes. And you know, that, that can be, neg- there's a lot of negative stuff going in the government. Don't worry about the government. Control your own destiny. And that's what he talks about in this video. And you know what else I have to say? Pound that like button. So watch that. Um, let's see. Let's talk about a little politics here. Oh, we're going to talk about reparations in a second. Oh, because you're hearing about them. Uh, but let's talk about Mayor Pete Bujegs of uh, South Bend, Indiana, who's running for uh, pres- President of the United States. Now, it's clear there are a lot of men without kids with a lot of disposable income out there that are living vicariously through Pete Buttigieg because he has raised an incredible amount of money. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of it is for men in San Francisco and in West Hollywood and San Diego and New York who don't have kids who've gone their own way, so to speak, <laughs> have a lot of disposable income, and, you know, they, they feel very close with Pete, like he's one of them, okay? And to see him win is great. So let's give $4,000 to his camp. Dudes, guys, you're throwing your money away. I mean, it, it means that much to you that, that a guy who, who also likes men becomes vice president of the United States, possibly he's not going to be president of the United States. Uh, I think I think he, at this point he's running to become vice president. Um, you know, if a woman or a, if a woman becomes uh, the nominee for the Democrats, he he would be a nice choice for vice president, I guess. He? I think that's what he's got his intersectional uh, calling card because he's gay and everything. And again, uh, I understand, gay men, you have a lot of disposable income out there. I'm talking to you right now, and I know some of you gay dudes love the Bitcoin, and I've met you, and you love the Bitcoin, and you can still love the men and everything. And you can feel accomplished by getting more Bitcoin. You're throwing your money away, helping that dude out in Indiana, okay? If he becomes vice president or president, it's not you, dude. It's not you. And he's probably not going to help you at all. If you're a man that has that much disposable money, disposable income, you think he's going to help you? (laughs) He's going to tax you to kingdom come. Come on now. So you're not really, if you've got that much money to give the mayor Pete, all right, and again, there are a lot of men. He has so that this article that that's what I, I forgot to even say the title of this article. Uh, it's it's linked to it below. Facing stagnant poll numbers, um, but flush with cash, Buttigieg vows to build winning team. So he has he has raised a a, a a lot of money. He really an impressive amount of money for a guy who's only the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Okay, and so and but it's it, it's not. He's not resonating, and he is very smart. He's a great speaker. It's not working for him at this point. Um, it, it really does look like they're going to go for a woman uh, nominee, unless uh, Biden can somehow put. You know, it, it seems like uh, the Democratic Party wants to go real radical, and the women provide that very nicely with all their policies. And we're going to get to that in a second. Um, but Biden. Who is very liberal is now considered not so liberal. So and he's old and he's you know they're attacking him saying he's racist. And so it doesn't look like he's going. to so It looks like he's going to be a woman. And but but so Budajek is a man, man. He's a gay man. That's not good enough, I guess. So dudes, <laughs> uh, oh this intersectionality stuff. It's so I'm so happy I'm not involved in politics. But why do you guys want to be involved? You guys are giving money to this guy, so you're being involved in politics. You're you're adding to the beast, okay? You're you're making it bigger than it has to be. So. Disposable income—you're free to do what you want to do. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Kind of I gotta say, if you're if you're a guy with that much disposable income, get some Bitcoin. D- don't throw it away on, on Mayor Pete. Okay, he, he's he's gonna do fine without your money. Um, and he's very he's very smart. He's able to get a real job, I'm sure. And don't live vicariously through, through him. Okay, guys. Stressing the word guys. All right. Uh, Roman Q says, please don't make your sewers mo- more epic than yesterday it would i wouldn't be able to handle it pound that like button guys yeah it was epic giacomo he is a smart dude at the very end it came out he he majored in theoretical physics i had no idea i I mean that's that's just awesome and he's going to try to um he's going to have a speech where he uh attacks the what's the, the the fud on bitcoin the uh quantum fud on bitcoin and he's like qualified to do it I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to talk about that in the next show. But okay, there you got a little taste of Bitcoin. So let's talk about slavery reparations in the United States of America. Um, some some candidates are up in 2020. Uh, it's it's clearly a way to try to to buy the black vote. And again, again, the first Kamala Harris. I I, I talked about this on a video earlier this week. Talked about uh, uh, giving uh, housing assistance. Uh, uh for for mortgages for for black people okay and basically it's discrimination against uh white people in housing and that, that that's that's once that's one way of doing it and again that won't help black people to get them into debt to get them into mortgage debt at all it's, it's a complete quick fix way to buy votes and she, she probably understands that it's a way to help banks really but okay if that and that's being taken very seriously of course um so but we're not at the point yet in 2020 uh, where slavery reparations will be just ready to be done, ready to be put out there. But, but be ready. It's going to happen. 2024, this will be a big issue. It will be a lot. So let's prepare right now. So one of the things you could personally do to prepare is just buy Bitcoin, okay? Because in order to, uh, for the United States to give out uh, slavery reparations, the United States dollar is going to have to be printed. There's going to be some inflation. There's going to be some noticeable inflation. They're going to have to print it. Because it will cost trillions of dollars. To do this even even my idea here uh for for the slavery reparations uh so so kamala has taken the first step with his banking thing but uh let let me uh so yeah buying buying buy bitcoin something you can do all right so and and also getting comfortable with the fact that in 2024 this is going to be an issue so don't be like oh my god this is such a hell this is so radical no we're going down this path okay we're going down this path so be be prepared for it this is just be financially prepared. I think Bitcoin is the best way to do it. But the, wh- what I say should be done is this. I, I wrote it all out here, so let me make sure I get this right. Right? Okay. All black people before born before a certain date in the future in the USA can opt into it. So okay, they're gonna you're gonna set a date in the future. So all all black people live by this date will be able to sign up. For slavery rep- reparations, which will give um, some black people some time to have more kids in order for those kids to be born before that date, so there will be a, a, a baby boom for them to claim the reparations. Also, the new the new children, but there will be a cutout date, cut off date. It will be made clear so no one can keep on having extra children just to get more repar. But a few people will be able to do it. I mean, that's just that's the way you're gonna have to deal with it. So they will sign a sworn affidavit saying my ancestors were slaves in the USA and we'll have one proof of race uh, issued by a government, you know, the own birth certificate, it says what race you are, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm not too much into race or anything like that, but I know it's on official government documents. You'd have to include it. If you had a minor that you were signing up for it, um, you would include the, that their birth certificate or whatever. And again, you're opting in because this is part of the deal. Once you opt into this, Or you opt in your children to this. They or you can never receive any federal assistance of any sort ever again. And you will never be and you will no longer be considered a minority contractor or eligible for federal or minority federal minority set asides for your company. You will no longer be considered a minority when applying to college. You will no longer be uh, considered a minority when applying to anything to do with the government, any government involvement. Once you have signed up and admitted and said my ancestors were slaves, and I am I am taking this uh, payment, you will no longer be a minority at all in, in in terms of the eyes of the United States federal government. That is it. No more federal. No more benefits whatsoever so okay you won't be considered a minority anymore and you will be eligible for no benefits and those benefits weren't because you were a minority in the first place it was because you were poor now i mean the 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 reason for this is if you don't opt in then you all these benefits that you're getting from the federal government they are ways of paying you back for the discrimination that you got in the past i mean that's a way of interpreting it okay so once you've opt once you're signing it and saying you're basically saying I am no longer going to take any more federal assistance. I am taking my payment for what the United States has done wrong to me and it will boost me to a level where I will be happy with my life and I will forgive the United States government for enslaving my ancestors in the past and I will be and it will be paid. I don't I haven't figured this part out yet and it could be paid either uh, over a 1 year or 2 years or 3 years, who knows. They can figure that out how long how much is paid over it will have to be um, at least $280,000 per person. Because, and, and the reason this is, is, is because right now in the United States, I believe that if you have $280,000 worth of wealth in your house, household wealth, $280,000 means you're in the top 30%. Okay, You are wealthier than 70% of the nation. This would make each individual black person who signed up for this wealthier than 70% of all the households in America. Okay. So uh, does that sound fair? Is that, is that, I mean, that sounds, that's a one time pay, and that's it. That to boost you to that level as an individual black person, that you're wealthier than 70% of the households in, in all America, that sounds like a good deal. Okay. And again, um, one thing I want to say is that states are free to cons- can still give uh, welfare payments to people. That sign up for this. If California still wants to give welfare to people who who have got reparations, that's fine. I mean, that's the state's decision. Um, it, it's not a very. I, I think it would be great. States can also tax these payments. So there are going to be some states like California. Probably like no, no, no. We won't. We won't tax these. We want everyone to be happy. We we don't need any more money, even though California needs money more than any state. No, we won't do this. But there'll be other states, uh, maybe like uh, North Dakota or something like that, that says. No, we're, we're going to tax this. So then you as an individual can choose in, in beforehand, like, well, should I still live in North Dakota or should I move to California? Um, or, and again, it each this is the point of having the United States of America. Every state can do things a little bit differently. So states can tax this payment if they want to. States can also, if they want to, still give out uh, state aid and state minority benefits to, to people who get this $280,000 worth of federal uh reparation money okay and uh yeah i said people can choose to where they want to live so they can plan ahead uh again this is a one-time program and there needs to be a provision in the program that says if for some reason the federal government somehow sets up a situation where there's another reparations program to to black people that states will have the automatic right to immediately secede from the united states of america i mean that's going to be like the kill switch to prevent this from happening, because this is this is seriously a one-time thing. One, I, I, that's the way I, I see it. It's a you're going to get your two hundred eighty thousand dollars. You're not going to be eligible for any federal assistance anymore. That is it. That, and there will not be another reparations program. It's over. You're paid back. Um, you've signed something. He says, you know, United States government. I accept this for the payments of the, the heart. What you did to my ancestors in the past, and I am a black person. Bye bye. That's it. Um, Anyway, so there are going to be some unintended consequences to this that are easily predictable. Um, well, so, I think uh, some of the money will, will be spent immediately, and um, I think probably house, housing prices will go up a little bit <laughs> in certain areas. Some people will some people are going to blow it on wasteful things. I think it would be great if all the, all the black people who got the money uh, spent it on Bitcoin. That would be awesome. But I, I doubt that happens uh, because, again, most people are 80 percenters, and they're not going to want to make it. They're just going to party on. Uh, not make wise investments. Uh, but uh, well, another thing I see is that uh, abortions will decrease uh, at first. Pregnancies will increase. Dead bodies found mummified in apartments receiving checks will increase also. Uh, because, again, if you have an older relative who signed up for it, um, the $280,000, and they they died uh, beforehand, you, you will just – do whatever it takes to make it seem like they are still alive. So I would predict people leave bodies mummified in, uh, in apartments and, and just crazy things like that. Well, but again, the, again, it once it's over, it will be over. Okay. So yeah, some people are going to have kids just to have, so their little kids will have two hundred eighty thousand dollars Some people will pretend to have dead people alive just to get a little extra two hundred eighty thousand. Okay. That's fine. It will happen. There will be unintended consequences. Um, uh, and, uh, So will the dollar, the the question that pertains to, you know, this is a financial channel, right? Uh, No, this is beyond Bitcoin, baby. But financially, will the dollar be hurt in relation to other currencies since so much of it will have to be printed? Well, in relation to other currencies, I I don't know. I think, first of all, Canada and Australia will also immediately implement uh, similar programs. Uh, for maybe the aborigines in Australia for Canada, who knows who in England, they might do it for, for some minority. Other Western countries will immediately uh, copy United States if the United States does this. So those currencies will be inflated. China of course, will not do this for their minorities at all, but China will probably use it as an excuse to compete in the money printing business with the United States. So I, I don't know if it will hurt the dollar that much in comparison to other currencies. Um, your dollar won't be able to get you as much anymore. And again, get into Bitcoin. So I, I'm not a big fan of reparations or anything like that. I, I, you know, I'm into personal responsibility. I'm into just moving on and, and let, let's just make our lives better. But I understand. I'm a realist here, and I, I see the direction the country, the United States, is going. Okay, and 2024, this is going to be a real thing. Now, will they take my advice? No, probably not. Um, it, it'll, it'll probably be a, much more disastrous than what I, I uh, talked about. It won't be like an opt-in thing. You'll still be able to get welfare prog- payments and other. Nah, you know, I, I like my idea better. So maybe, hey, throwing it out on the table there. Uh, what do you think? Pound that like. We'll move on from this in a second. But I do want to see what people, people were putting stuff out there. Uh, Freebird. Jay turns and play some more Skinnery. Thank you, Guy Bennett. Guy Bennett. I have relatives that fought for the union. What can I expect to gain here? Absolutely nothing from this. Um, that this just this is just to take it off <laughs> this is just to take it off the table man. this is just the, to to just end it to just end it finally because it's going to be it's going to be brought up and it's going to be very contentious um but again and so some states are going to go in a direction where um clearly they will not be friendly toward this and so you could decide, do you want to be in a state that is you have the choice to move too if you want to be in a state that's friendly toward this or unfriendly toward this. So again, there's going to be some federal pain, but then on the state level, there's going to be some freedom here. And people who don't like this, this uh, reparation stuff can move to states that are not very favorable toward it. And uh, yeah, we we shall see how, what, what demographic trends uh, uh, lead into the, or in in our future if if these steps are, are taken. All right, so SunTrust goes social justice warrior here. This is an article from Reuters, Reuters, whatever you want to say. SunTrust Bank, Inc. will stop financing operations of private prisons and immigration holding facilities, it said on Monday, becoming the latest lender to distance itself from a sector associated with the Trump administration's policies. So banks, and again, banks can do this if they want but I'm just warning you people, they can disassociate themselves from sectors associated with political policies, with Trump's political policies. So maybe banks will disassociate themselves with people associated with certain political policies that they don't like. Who knows? This is this is something to prepare for, okay? So again, you might not like... Uh, Lending to uh, private prisons. You might not like that at all. And do you think that they should be banks should just cut them off because Trump likes that? Because eventually they might decide, well, we're going to cut off all the people who like Trump or in the future, some other leader. Okay. So you as a, as a customer of a bank, you don't know when you will be one, an outcast like, like uh, these people are the outcast right now. And again, this is being done. Uh, For the social justice warriors, this is being done because they think they're going to get more customers if they're against the big, bad um, prison industrial complex. If they can virtue single, we're against the prison industrial complex. Well, how about if they can virtue single in the future? They're against whatever you're for. Uh, We're against the Bitcoin people. Or, or, you know, we're we're against the guys who make YouTube video people. All right. This is why you prepare. You cannot rely on these banks at all in the future. I mean, you shouldn't be relying on them at all. This is why you need to get into Bitcoin. We've discussed this. It has becoming a slow reality, though. Where are banks, which are private, they're private companies. They are discriminating against people they don't like, people who social justice warriors don't want to be associated with, and soon you're going to be one of those people, possibly. So get into Bitcoin. It's insurance against that type of thing. So what a time we live in today um, where in Europe they are talking. This is linked to below. Uh, thank God it's Thursday, the four day work week. People are talking about four day work week. So, I mean, we've got all these people that say it's the end of the world. We live in such a horrible nation. Oh, people are so discriminated against, but in Europe, they are talking about the four day work week. And of course in in the United States, we talk about it also, but here's an article about Europeans experimenting with the four day work week. Now, again, I don't think governments should force four day work weeks on the private corporations, but if you can get your company working. At a, uh, productive, in a productive manner on a four-day work week, or you as an individual can set yourself up with saving and deferral for gratification with a four-day work week, then dudes, just go for it. That is the, that's what people are arguing over. For how are we gonna implement the four-day work week? I and mean, what a time to be alive, dudes. So that, I, I, there's all those negative people out there that are always looking, oh, the woe is me. The world is ending. Everyone is poor. Everyone Again, it takes a personal responsibility. You could get to the four-day work week level. But we, we, first world problems are a great thing to have. Pound that like button, and you just got to smile sometimes. And just, again, what Yaron Brook was talking about, this the technology that these wealthy people are bringing to us. Jeff Bezos, you know you can you can hate him if you want to. You can hate the Winklevi if you want to. But I mean, or you can be in motion and strive to be them. Strive to get your four day work, work week on. Pound that like button. All right. So credit card lifestyle, you know, it's it's very good for some people. Many people are very happy with it. Now, again, I advise against it, but a lot of people just want a frivolous stuff. They want uh, stuff they can show off to. they're keeping they're keeping up with the joneses and and long term well long term is it going to help them who knows they might end up uh really dependent on the government but it's personal responsibility is a new counterculture but remember the credit card lifestyle gives people dopamine and fiat fiat has evolved into this okay isn't fiat is the same thing it was in 1913 or 1950 or whatever it is because of credit cards because of the credit system it is you know, the happy joy world of 80 percenters and it keeps the system going and people are always going to want more stuff. And by the way, that doesn't, again, an alternative like Bitcoin is better, is better. But most people aren't going to realize that. But that doesn't mean that that system is going to go away anytime. Because plenty of people, although on the long run, it's going to hurt them. They are very happy with it in the short run. So again, for all you people saying think fiat system is going to die, dollar is going to die, it's not. Even if they do the reparations and they will do the reparations at one point in some form or another, it's not going to, it's not going to die. It is not the fiat. United States dollar isn't going to die. because people more and more and more stuff. And guys like Bezos keep on bringing technology to the world and making things easier for everyone, making things more comfortable for everyone. So they can deal with the stuff and they'll deal with the sickness and illness in the future. And they'll deal with relying on the government in the future. And it just, again, the system, the system will carry on. It will carry on. So, Hey man, personal responsibility. If you want to live in the credit card lifestyle, you can, um, or you can uh, defer gratification and see what the future will bring and, uh, know what savings is and, uh, just live an outside the box lifestyle. Again, credit card lifestyle, you're, you're pretty much stuck in the, uh, nine to five job, uh, sending the kids to public school, having to buy the big house, being in mortgage debt, a little bit of pressure from the wife all the time, the kids, et cetera, et cetera make the choice. All right. Pound that like button. 61.5 hour fast. Just to update all you guys. When I traveled from Baltimore to Tel Aviv, I'm in Tel Aviv now. It is beautiful here. Uh, Of course, a lot of it was on the plane. And I want to, the health tip of the day is again, if you're trying to experiment with your first fast, just do it on a day you're going on a long flight. And good movies on the flight, by the way, (laughs) this time around. When you're on a plane, plane, though, I like to sit on the aisle seat so I can walk around. I always get up. Sitting is not good for you, especially on a plane. People can get blood clots and stuff. So always, dudes, if you're on a plane, try to walk around a few times. Keep on getting up. Just don't sit there the entire time. You can watch a movie for a little bit, but get up, sit up. Hard, I see some people just plastered in their chair the whole time. I could never sit in those middle seats. Some Those are the dudes who don't get up. Walk around, You know, go to the bathroom and everything, um, and it's better for you, trust me. Because again, if you are an out of shape guy, looking in your sixties and stuff, um, and God forbid that you are, uh, if you do not get up, you you actually can get a blood clot, and that that's that's not a cool thing. All right, again, but don't get into that situation. If you're in your twenties now, eat healthy. Don't become a sixty year old man that can get a blood clot on, on a on a plane ride. But always uh, walk around on the plane ride too. There's your health tip of the day. And yeah, I the, the fast was easy. Again, I've Uh, So far this year, uh, for the update for all of you, I have skipped 26 days of eating uh, during my longer fast. Of course, most of you know I fast 22 hours every single day. Anyway, that's called intermittent fasting. All right. So let's talk about inflation real quick. Inflation is, you know, it is something to think about. And I know a lot of people love to complain about it and worry about it and scream about it. And you can scare people about it. But then there are people that recommend in motion items, action items when they talk about issues like that. So that, that's the way I like to go about it. Yeah, inflation is a real thing. You can doom and gloom about it and just say, oh, it's unfair, it's wrong. It's, they, they shouldn't be allowed to print money. Oh, woe is me. Or you can say, okay, this is a fact of life. How am I gonna make the most of this fact of life? And then when you talk about it to others, tell them, okay, this is a fact of life. It sounds bad. But you know what you buy some bitcoin it's going to protect you from this inflation okay spreading the word with action items is best whatever whatever issue is out there and that can seem negative yes sure tell warn people about it but give some action items give some emotion uh advice too uh There's a guy named Will Chamberlain out there who uh, has periscopes, and of course I don't have a phone, I don't, I I can't do periscopes, but it's on YouTube, okay? And I didn't link to him below. uh, I guess I'll link to him below after the show. He's a pretty interesting guy, and he was talking about how he's tired of all these conspiracy theories, also, as I am. Um, Just that there's there's always going to be some conniving aspect behind these conspiracy theories, and he he doesn't believe it at all. It it just seems there. There's always some dark, dark force conniving evil, but behind these, uh, these things and people just get obsessed with it, that they have to find some conniving excuse behind everything bad that goes, that happens to them or that happens on a, on a national level. And it says something about the person coming up with the theory or the person who's spreading the theory that they have to wrap themselves in such negativity and these c- conniving and they have to pr- propagate these theories. I I, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's, it's this, again, there's some people that are stuck on doom and just take a darker uh, outlook on life and they like, like to spread these type of, uh, but guys, not everyone's a conniving evil dude and not every, there's just some bad things that happen and there doesn't have to be some conniving dark reason behind it. A nefarious group of people bring making up some plan to, to create this horrible thing that that creates a disaster, but that we can move on from. Okay. Disasters happen sometimes. Uh, one thing leads to another. It's not always a a, connive. You know, there can be some bad people that create some evil plans and then they, they get them out there, but we figure it out. Um, there isn't a conniving, uh, reason behind everything that happens, guys. And it just makes me wonder about the people that are always looking for these, uh, the conniving aspects of life. All right. You know, I've talked about uh, sports teams before and how you can't, uh, how in my day, I really was getting way spent. So, you know, a lot of young guys growing up in America love to talk about uh, sports and love to have sports knowledge. And again, it's it's nice to have numerical. I don't think it, it hurts to have a, uh, a sense of statistics, a knowledge of statistics, um, to get yourself into a statistical mathematical mindset where you're able to understand Uh, charts and and, and follow numbers that helps you with Bitcoin and and other financial aspects of your life. But I mean, if you you start worshiping these guys and taking their advice and following every move and every single score, it's it's, it's a waste of time. Okay. And um, so I say, if you are a sports fanatic, maybe to slowly transition yourself away from sports and into something more productive, but treat Bitcoin like a, like a sports team, like you're a fan of it. Okay, so let's compare Bitcoin as a sports team to um, to sports teams. Uh, your fanship uh, being a okay, so you control the team when you own Bitcoin. Okay, you can own a part of its profits. Um, when you're a fan of an NFL team, you just hand over money to it, and you don't you don't own that NFL team. With bit, the Bitcoin team, yeah, I mean you own a part of the team. Like I said, the more you spend, the richer you can become. In pro sports, uh, the more you spend, the, the poorer you become. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Following the price of Bitcoin, now uh, don't be too much of a fiat freak. But again, transitioning over from sports to being a Bitcoin fan, if you follow the price, it's like following the scores in, in uh, sports and following the standings. Now again, don't treat, don't take treating Bitcoin like a sports team too far, because eventually people will get into altcoins and then you know try to come have their altcoin team, you know. Uh, Compete against the Bitcoin team, and that's not where I'm trying to get you here. That that's consider it as an uh, alternative use of your time, um, and uh, your rabid sports fandom—a way to transition rabid sports fandom into something more productive. So treat Bitcoin kind of like a sports team. Get that into that mindset, so you get away from like being addicted to uh, LeBron James and the NFL and, and whatever else you are addicted to, but I mean, you can still be fan. You know, I know everyone's got to have their pastime. Mine's the Baltimore Orioles. Oh yeah. They actually won the first game of a double header today. So weird. It's like after midnight here in Israel, but in uh, Baltimore, they're starting a the second game of a double header still. Oh, it's awesome to be in this time zone. It is awesome to be in glorious Israel. Pound that like button for the land of Israel. All right. Do we have any more, uh, Any more comments? No, no one says uh, Bitcoin Meister. All right, dudes. That is it. That is the Beyond the Bitcoin show. Remember, follow me on Steam at Bitcoin Meister. It's live there right now on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-E-L-T. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. I'll see you tomorrow after I hang out at the Bitcoin Embassy in Tel Aviv. I'm so looking forward to seeing everyone there. Uh, It will be a fun time to see friends and fans of Bitcoin. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister, Subscribe channel, like the video, bang that bell button, click on those squares. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.